Well folks, today's news is a doozy. So grab a cuppa or something stronger if you need it, because we're about to wade right into stormy waters. You've probably seen the headlines about the recent Supreme Court decision that allows certain businesses to refuse service to LGBTQ customers. Yeah, you heard that right. The highest court in the land just reeled back LGBTQ protections in a 6-3 decision. Now, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine you're a web designer. You've honed your skills, put in the hours, and you're ready to follow your entrepreneurial spirit. You open a business ready to cater to anyone who walks through your digital doors. But then, you decide you don't want to create websites for same-sex weddings because it doesn't align with your religious beliefs. The thing is, there's a Colorado public accommodations law that doesn't look too kindly on this. In effect, it says you can't say, no sorry, your love offends my religion. This, my friends, was the center of the Supreme Court's recent decision. Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote the majority opinion essentially declaring that businesses who sell expressive goods, like our hypothetical web designer, could refuse service based on individual rights to free speech. But, as Justice Sonia Sotomayor points out in a sharp and heartbreaking dissent, this move grants a business, open to the public, a constitutional right to refuse service to members of a protected class. Honestly, folks, reading Sotomayor's dissent was like taking an emotional roller coaster through the history of LGBTQ legislation and discrimination. And it serves as a stark reminder of just how fragile these hard-won rights and protections are. What worries me, and should probably worry you, is the potential domino effect this ruling could have. Not to scaremonger here, but what's next? Can any business that provides expressive goods refuse service based on race, religion, or disability? If we start carving out exceptions for businesses to discriminate, where does it stop? And more importantly, will we recognize the marketplace when we get there? However, we in the Straight Talk family believe in resilience and in activism. We've been dealt blows before and emerged stronger. No ruling from any court can devalue the worth of an individual or a community. Love is love, folks, no matter what some justices in their chambers might say. We're ready to carry this fight forward, and I know you will be too. So, let's use this space to address your concerns, questions, and ideas. I'm here to listen provide advice where I can, and maybe share a few laughs along the way. Because if we didn't laugh, we'd cry, right? Be sure to head on over to brainwavespod.com and submit your questions. Remember, equality is not a finite resource. There's enough to go around. So let's create a tomorrow where everyone gets their fair share. Now who's brave enough for the first question? Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert. And all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey there, Brainwaves. This is Sarah from Chicago. A bit of a heavy one for you today. I was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah, pretty shocking news, I know. I've been tossed into this whirlwind of doctor's appointments and treatment plans, and while I'm trying to brace myself for this tough journey awaiting me, I'm struggling with the emotional weight of it all. 
I was wondering if you could give a gal some advice. How do I cope with the fear and anxiety? And more than that, how can I keep my spirits up, not just for myself, but for my husband and kids, too? I am used to being the rock in the family, and if I crumble, it will be devastating for everyone. Any insights you could give would be incredibly helpful. Thanks, Brainwaves, for keeping it real. Just what I need right now. Hey there, Sarah. First off, thank you for having the courage to share this with us. Talk about bravery, huh? I'm no doctor, but I can sure give you a heavy dose of Brainwaves realism mixed with a side of our patent-pending humor. Now, let's dig in. The fear, the anxiety. It's an unwelcome package deal with daunting news like this. But trust me, it doesn't have to own you. Fear operates a lot like those unsolicited Christmas sweaters from Aunt Mildred. It's there, it's ugly, and it's making itself known. But ultimately you choose whether to wear it or put it in the closet. Having a support system around is pretty vital in times like these. You mentioned being the rock. Well, rocks sure as hell don't support themselves. Even Mount Everest has the Earth's crust. Jokes aside, this is your time to lean on others, Sarah. It's perfectly okay to let your folks see you as human, not a superhero. Remember, even the Incredible Hulk had bad days. Your emotional health is key here, so express those feelings, girl. There's a study done by good old Harvard that says expressing your emotions can not only help reduce stress, but can also aid physical health. So let those tears fall, throw a pillow or five, or blast that angry music and let out a scream. It's not just therapeutic, it's science. As for keeping spirits up, find joy in the small things. Snuggle up with a good book, binge watch that show you love, have a dance party with your kids, share a bottle of wine with your husband. Whatever brings you a sniff of joy right now. It sounds cheesy, but gratitude can be your Asgard against the storm. Lastly, seek professional help if you need it. There is strength in acknowledging you need support. Therapists are like a clown car, comical on the outside, but serious business on the inside. They can provide you with coping mechanisms to effectively tackle this emotional coaster. And don't forget, Sarah, you're from Chicago. You took polar vortexes and the 1990s Bulls dynasty in stride. Compared to those, even breast cancer doesn't stand a chance. You got this. And remember, you've got an ally in me and every one of the listeners who is sending positive vibes your way right now. Hey, Brainwaves, this is Dave from Austin. Look, I've got a question that's been weighing on me, man. I had a pretty gnarly car accident about a year ago. Broke my back in several places and now I use a wheelchair. My physical recovery has been tough, sure. But let's just say that ain't the half of it. I'm adjusting pretty well to daily life. But there's one area that's really given me a hard time. My sex life. I always enjoyed a pretty active and satisfying sex life before the accident. But now, sex seems like a daunting, almost scary proposition. My partner has been super supportive. She's a saint, really. But I can tell it's affecting her, too. We're kind of stuck here and could really use some brainwaves wisdom. How do we navigate sex and intimacy in this new normal? We want to reignite the flame without hurting, you know, my literal backbone if you catch my drift. Got any advice for a dude in a chair? Hey Dave, thanks for trusting us with this personal and sensitive topic, man. I can't imagine the obstacles you've faced since your accident. But let's dive into the deep end, shall we? Let's just clear the air here, Dave. Sex and disability together are like two porcupines trying to dance. It can get awkward and a little bit prickly, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. 
Communication is key. You gotta have an open dialogue with your partner. Discuss your fears, your concerns, what you're comfortable with and what you're not. Know what works for both of you. It might feel like you're planning a military operation rather than a night of passion, but trust me, it's better than accidentally reenacting a scene from wrong turn in your bedroom. Next, and this might draw some snickers and giggles, but enlist the help of professionals. No, not those kinds of professionals, you naughty mind. A physical therapist, occupational therapist, or a sexual health therapist. They're all great resources. They can provide useful tips and even adaptive equipment recommendations. It does not hurt, literally, to have some expert backup. Remember, Dave, sex isn't just pee in the V or other traditional stick shift and exhaust pipe mechanics. There's a huge menu out there. Mutual masturbation, oral sex, sex toys, erotic massage, role play. The lusty world is your oyster. And finally, cut yourself some slack. Sexual confidence takes a hit when you can't do the moves you used to. And that's all right. This is your chance to redefine sexy for yourself based on your current reality. You're a dude in a chair, Dave, but you're still a dude. A dude with desires. A dude with a partner who's dying to share intimacy with you. Navigating this new normal is like learning to drive again. Only this time, it's not a car. It's your sex life. And hey, remember, after all, Erotic is just neurotic with a better publicist. Hey, Brainwaves. This is Samantha from Chicago. So, I've got a bit of a situation going on. Uh, my best friend and I, let's call him Ben, have had this ongoing friends with benefits arrangement for almost three years now. In the beginning, it was like a dream come true, you know? Best friends by day, steamy hookups by night, and absolutely no strings attached. But as time went on, our little arrangement started to get a tiny bit, um, complicated. We've both had our share of dating experiences during this time, but at the end of the day, we just can't seem to quit each other. The problem is, we still haven't openly discussed what this thing between us is or what it could mean for our friendship. I hate to admit it, but I'm beginning to feel some serious emotional connection to Ben, and I don't want to ruin our friendship by trying to define the gray area we're living in. My question for you is, how should I navigate these uncharted waters without capsizing our awesome little boat of friendship? Is it even possible for our current arrangement to continue without someone getting hurt? Love the podcast, keep up the great work, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Hey there, Samantha from Chicago. First things first, let me just say that I appreciate the nautical metaphor. Now let's get this boat back on course, shall we? I know it's hard to rock the boat. But communication is key in any type of relationship, and especially in these murky waters. Your friends with benefits arrangement with Ben has started to develop some barnacles. I'm talking about those pesky emotional attachments. And it's time to scrape them off before they weigh you down. Oftentimes, people are hesitant to bring up the where is this going conversation because they fear it might change the relationship. But let's be honest here, Samantha. Your current situation is already complicated. And clearly, it's not serving your emotional well-being. So you need to have an open and honest talk with Ben about your feelings. That said, you should prepare yourself for a range of reactions. Ben might be relieved that you brought it up first, or he might be feeling the same way as you are. However, you'll have to be prepared for the challenging but necessary possibility that he might not be on the same page.
If that's the case, you have to step back, reevaluate your feelings, and decide if this arrangement is truly worth your emotional investment. What's essential here is that you don't linger indefinitely in the gray zone. It's not healthy for either of you, and it's definitely not fair to you, Samantha. Can a friends with benefits arrangement continue without someone getting hurt? Frankly, it's not impossible, but it's also not very probable, especially when feelings have already started to develop. The crucial factor here is that both parties need to be completely honest about their emotions and have clear boundaries and expectations. So, Samantha, my advice for you is to take a deep breath, find the right time and place, and start that conversation with Ben. Be honest, but choose your words carefully, and be open to whatever reaction comes your way. Remember, it's better to address your feelings now than to let your emotions fester and end up capsizing that incredible friendship you value so much. I hope this helps you navigate your situation, Samantha. Trust yourself, think about what's best for you, and take the plunge into that discussion. Wishing you smooth sailing ahead, and may your ship always find friendly waters. Thanks for listening and keep those questions coming. Well, folks, that marks the end of another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and soaking up all the candid, no-nonsense advice I could muster. Remember, this show is nothing without your questions, so head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your own conundrums and vote on the ones you'd like to hear tackled in future episodes. Our little advice hub thrives on your curiosity and participation. I'll be back again tomorrow, ready to dive into more of your personal dilemmas and pressing inquiries. Until then, keep embracing open-mindedness, fostering exploration, and promoting acceptance in your own lives. This is Brainwaves signing off. See you on the flip side, my advice-seeking comrades. 